Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. We're on YouTube and Twitter live right now. If you're watching on Twitter, make sure to check us out on YouTube as well. You can give us a subscription as well. We're on Edgework and you can notify, uh, get notified every time we go live. Zach Bodenstein back with the boys from the third, uh, fourth period on this Wednesday. DB, Dennis Bernstein, Dave Pinota. Dave's got his hair cut. DB's yeah. on his second or third coffee, something like that. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a reminder for someone. Four for four last week. <laughs> the champ is oh, here. Wow. Four for four last week. Okay. Okay. So when we so when we go everything. when we bat a thousand, we can reciprocate. Yes. Okay. I think, 100%. Yeah, now, now we have That's to we're do here it, for. right? If he can do it, we should do it. And I think we've been right more than he has. So yes. can, we, can we backlog our you victories think? and get like 10 <laughs> championship belts? Think? It's called show prep. Yeah. I did prepped. I went back and looked last week. Actually, I knew Wednesday night. I was like, four for four. <laughs> and I had the mourner point anytime point as a prop. So, of course, I'm going to remind you I was perfect. When I go 0 for 4, you won't hear a word from me. No. <laughs> Never. You did the week before, right? Which just kind of shows how betting is, right? It's like you go over and then you hit everything the yeah. next week. Yeah. And there's really no in between. And as Dave likes to always say, things even out over the course of a season. So we saw that DB over the course of two weeks with you. Now, the, sure. the winning the winning and losing can even out, but hopefully the payout is, is, a, little bit, is a little bit higher. Remember what we say, go for the smart bets. Add in the smart bets. Go with your heart and your gut, but add in the smart bet every now and again. Listen yeah. to this guy. So DB capping off a 4-0 week last week, and this week he's going to try and better that. So let's start with a team that uh, nobody likes to talk about or everyone likes to talk about. It really depends who you are. The Toronto Maple Leafs rolling right now. Uh, as you see, the title of this video, Matt Murray put on a show yesterday, a 44-save shutout. The team overall Hasn't lost in regulation in 12 straight games. Their futures odds are getting better. Austin Matthews, who DB likes to poke some fun at, he's getting hotter as well. So, uh, Dave, are we looking at them for futures? How are you feeling about the Leafs going forward, at least for the next little while? Let's say the next week or so. We've, we've said it. This is a very good regular season team. Regular, yeah. So, regular. hammer them in the regular season. Uh, now that they got that BS in the first month or so out of the way, because there's always that period where the Leafs just decide to nosedive for no apparent reason. The city wants to implode. Everybody hates everybody. Mitch Marner's the worst player in the league. Austin Matthews is never signing an extension. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's that's over with. So now, at least you hope, uh, but now you, you ride them. Mitch Marner, 20 points, uh, excuse me, 20 game point streak. So not only did he tie the record and eclipse it, but now he's gaining a little bit of ground on the previous record of 18 games for the franchise. Ride him because that's the smart bet. You ride him out because you never know when he's going to fall off that train. So stick with that. And look, goaltending has been fantastic. Matt Murray, I give him a lot of credit. Yeah. He is doing masterfully in the net. So the fact that they're pulling this off, so with, with teams like Toronto – you can get away with one thing. You can, you can get away with not having one kind of element, either defense or goaltending. You get away when, when you've got the other side being elite. Forwards aside, like the forward core from an offensive perspective is great. So you either need to have great goaltending or great defense. 
And that offsets the fact that if you've got, you know, good goaltending or good defense. We saw with Colorado winning the Stanley Cup. Philip Grubauer is not a great goaltender. He's a good goalie, not a great goalie. They had great defense. Toronto, without Brody, without Riley, uh, they're getting contributions from that decor right now. And that's that's great, but it's really the confidence on that decor is based on the fact that Matt Murray is doing so well. So this is a team that, again, I see them all the time. I will be at the game tomorrow night when they play to the LA Kings. Um, that's going to be an interesting test for them. But you ride the Leafs right now because they're just absolutely hot and you ride Mitch Marner. Yeah, I, I think this is coming to an end, though, because I don't think they're on a really nice streak right now, but they're not this team that are they even going to win the division the way Boston's playing. So yeah. I, I think that they're, they're at the end of this nice run. And it's right. Dave's exactly right. Remember, Sheldon Keith doesn't have a system. They're going to get rid of Dubas. And all you got to do is win and get goaltending. Like, it's amazing how, t- how teams get better. When, it's, not even yeah. like, it's, it's not even like 943 Sturkin or Vasilevsky. Yeah. Like, make the average save. Like, don't give up the bad goal. I see it all the time. You know, Zach, I, I think all these rallies that you see in these games, like Montreal 4 nothing, a lot of extents to the goaltending. Like, you give up a, a, a bad goal, a goal that shouldn't go in the net. Momentum swings in these games, not because the, the team just so great offensively. So that, across the league, the goaltending's not great. And all of a sudden, a team like Toronto gets a, a goaltending performance like Matt Murray. He gets hot. You start winning games. There's no secret. Are they playing any differently structurally? They aren't. The goaltender's making saves. Like, he doesn't have to make every save. He doesn't have, the game, have to have a game like last night. But you've got to you, – you can't let up those bad goals. So I think that, that's what in Toronto – that's what you see with a, a bunch of teams. So Toronto, they should be complimented for shrugging off all the criticism early on, winning games, winning games the right way. But do I think it's going to continue at this point? I think over the next couple of weeks, it's probably opportunity to get bet against this team because I think the streak is about to end. So a team that also has started to figure things out, the Pittsburgh Penguins now 8-1-1 in their last 10 games. And they're starting to get the goaltending too. It was an iffy start for Tristan Jar. We all know who what happened in the playoffs a couple of years ago, how people say he kind of lost them the series against the Islanders. He started to figure things out, and so have the Pens. Brian Russ getting hot again. Uh, so happy, by the way, to see Crystal Tang back on the ice. That's amazing yeah. news. Uh, but everybody's rolling. Sid's turning back the clock, not that his production ever slowed down. But Pittsburgh's getting contributions from everybody, DB. So I ask you the same question. Is Pittsburgh a team to roll with over the next couple of weeks? Super streaky team, Zach. So um, what I would be betting on, you know who leads the league in even strength points? Sid Crosby. There's your bet. Yep. I would be betting him every game because he's just finding ways. He's enjoying himself. It's 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 like it's hard to play this team because they're really streaky. Like they'll go on a streak, and maybe it's part of it his age. You play a bunch of games together. They're they're super streaky. The one thing that I can bet on with confidence, like over the stretch, will be Sid Crosby anytime point. So that that's what I look for because I think that, and it's great to see Latang back, but. There's holes in this lump, especially defensively, and, and I think they lean too much into the goaltending. So it's a nice streak, but I've seen this team go the other way this season already, and we're what, less than 30 games in. They're a dicey proposition. You, if you're going to bet them, you're going to make sure they're at one of those roles. If they're not, I would kind of play against them, but I would, again, be looking at Sid Crosby on props every night they play. Yeah, yeah. Well, without without question, 15 goals already on the season, 35 points among the top guys, and, that, and, and you look at those line mates too. You know, if you want to sprinkle yeah. a little bit on this team, 
you know, yeah, Gino Malkin on the next line is going to contribute as well. But sprinkle a little bit with Jake Gensel. Sprinkle a little bit with Ricard Raquel. Those guys are in double digits already in goals. Raquel's got 10. Gensel's got 12. You know he's going to be popping in more as the season kind of moves along. So, But it all kind of goes back to 87, right? So you're riding him right now. He's had not a rejuvenation-type season. Like, he's still one of the best players in the National Hockey League. But now he's just kind of, you know, being in a position where he almost needs to take this team on his back a little bit. Um, but again, you look at the rest of the roster and you've got those guys making points. You've got Gino Malkin at just about a point a game. So for for me, it's it's focusing on 87 for the most part, because like DB said, it is a streaky team. And it, this this has ups and downs kind of rolling with it throughout, throughout the rest of the season, I think. Um, but I think we're going to see more ups and downs for Pittsburgh. And, and if you're a Pens fan, I mean, that's, that's good news. Look, they've got one regulation loss in their last 10 games. That's, that's impressive. They're on a high right now. So again, the smart bet for now is you ride them until they start to cool off. So we are just talking about hot teams. I want to talk about one hot team and then a not so hot team that played each other last night. The Winnipeg Jets beat the Florida Panthers this has kind of been the streak that the two teams have been on. Florida can't really win a game for their lives, and even if they do, it's a shaky win. And Winnipeg looks good. DB's guy Kyle Connor started to put the puck in the net. He heard DB's wishes. Of a oh, yeah. start. So, let's let's uh, go, Kyle. Yeah, so those those two teams are trending in those same directions. So, Dave, uh, Florida and Winnipeg, your takes on both of those teams right now, at least for the next little while, and, and maybe some individual players as well, because again, Barkov hasn't played in the last couple of weeks either. No, and, and yeah, there's certainly, I mean, you're seeing how, how valuable he is to that team to not have him part of that lineup. So, you know, this team, yeah, certainly streaky. I mean, yes, Matthew Kachuk is elite. And, and yes, you know, if you're looking at somebody on this team to bank each month, or excuse me, each game, he's, he's the guy to do it. Uh, and they're going to get later on this month a little bit of reinforcement with with Anthony, du- Anthony Duclair coming back in the lineup. And that helps kind of sta- stabilize their top six, which I think will help them. Um, and eventually they're going to have to figure out the cap situation. A little lucky and convenient right now with Patrick Hornquist being out. But, I mean, that was a legit injury. So um, convenient in terms of timing. Uh, I don't think there's any, like, these conspiracy theorists are going nuts over everything. So you're (laughs) pickpocketing the Panthers right now. Relax. It's a legit injury. Um, But, you know, this is, this is a team that's still trying to figure out how to, how to get going again and how to not replicate what happened last season where they, you know, kind of blew up a little bit too, too fast and then just didn't know how to play the other end of the ice. This was an interesting win for the Winnipeg Jets. I think Mark Shifley with a couple digs, at Paul Maurice after the game in this one, they really wanted to get this win and they wanted to stick it to their former coach, whom a lot of people on that team felt that he kind of bailed out in that situation last season. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But when you've got goaltending as fantastic as Winnipeg has been getting from Connor Hellebuck, and you've got guys like Shifley and now Connor and, and Blake Wheeler has been really good. And Josh Morrissey has been fantastic on the back end at both ends of the ice. It's a well-rounded group right now, but it really goes to show you, you can have that top-tier talent up front. You can have uh, a, a Norris-caliber type of player right now, anyway, in Josh Morrissey. But if your goaltending sucks, you're going to suck. And Winnipeg's goaltending has been elite, and that's why they're leading their division right now. 
That game was personal last night for Shea Flea, right? That, yeah. That's obvious, right? And that was an easy bet because <clears throat> a lot of money on the board in the Winnipeg dressing room prior to the game because whatever happened with Maurice, they weren't happy with him, and they were, like, really motivated last night. This That game means something to, to them. Florida is so inconsistent, Zach. <clears throat> I'd be playing against them most nights. I just – there's – it's not the same team it was last year. You just can't, you know, it's not fantasy hockey. You can't unplug Uberdo and Uyghur, plug in Kachuk, and it's going to be the same result. It's not, and yeah. you mentioned Barkov's injury. So I think that that's one thing that I will look at. Winnipeg, you know, and, and Zach, I know between the text between us before the, you mentioned the Colorado Eagles. Yeah. You look at the Avalanche and all the bank, like a future bet for Winnipeg to win the division with all the injuries in Colorado isn't a bad bet right now. It really isn't. I, I, I don't think it's sustainable this clip. But if you're going to get Connor Halleck Buck to be the guy he was two seasons ago, and remember, they don't have Nikolai Ehlers. They're scoring goals without a, a, an important part of this team. I leave, Because I think these are one of the teams that read, read all the clippings, read all the stories about they're a marginal team. They're probably not getting to the playoffs. They imploded last year. There's not enough defense. Hellebuck sucks. And they said, okay, well, now we'll go play the games. And that's all they're doing. They're going to play the games. Their big players are playing big. Who did you, who you just mention, Zach? Shifley, Connor, and Hellebuck. If those three guys are going to play at this level, they're going to be in contention for the division because Colorado is not going to be a 115-point team this year. It's obvious. They may win the division. But as a future bet right now, it's not a bet for as crazy as it sounds. I want to pay to win the Central. And another Central team that is just uh... – they're, they're singing the blues right now. The St. Louis Blues, uh, they're making history for the wrong reason. So they've, they're the first team in NHL history to give up three-plus goals in a period in eight straight games. It seems like it's a goaltending issue, but it's also the team in front of them. I realize they're hurt, but Dave, St. Louis right now, uh, I want to go against them. I want the overs in that game. Yeah. I want all of it. Yeah, I'm hammering the overs in these games. Without without question. And personal allegiances to one of their goaltenders aside, um, I'm hammering the over. Because it, it's not just the goaltending. If you look at it, especially in the early part of the season, like Jordan Bennington's numbers were really good. Then they went and lost eight in a row, and his numbers were absolutely atrocious. What contributing factor into that was how they were playing in front of their goaltender, even when Thomas Grice was in the net. Like, their, their defensive structure is not there. That's one of the reasons – why they're, they're still in the Jacob Chikrin discussions with Arizona to kind of help bring somebody back there that can help stabilize and change up the, 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 the core on that, on that blue line. I mean, the guys up front, it would help if they, you know, would contribute as well from an offensive side of things. But, you know, because there's a lot of fluctuation in, in and around this lineup, and that's why we see them. They lose eight in a row. They win seven in a row. They're giving up a, a crap ton of goals every game. And then they're and then they're shutting down the opposition. Then they're giving up goals again. Like this is as streaky as, as you can imagine of a team, and you can have so far in the first third of this freaking season. So I, I I stay away from you know projecting when they're going to win because I just want them to figure it out on the on on their own. But the overs in these games, I mean, I don't know how you don't go that route. I mean, again, just sprinkle if if you're hesitant. Again, smart bet is these games are going to go over against St. Louis over over a, 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 a significant stretch. So sprinkle a little bit on that one because you're likely to hit more often than not right now. I have no allegiances. When the coach says to the goaltender, knock it off, stop the puck, you knock it off and stop the puck. But last night on the island, that was a, a microcosm of St. Louis's season, right? Yeah. Up 5-1, controlling the game. They fall asleep, and it's 5-4. 
This is what this team is about. They're, they're not, they've got a lot of talent on this team. They're not a championship team. The way they play the, this game and the way they, they lose focus in games. And, and you're right. Bennington's been bad, but look, say percentage is a team. is a team. Thomas Grace last night. It's simple as that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a team. It's structure. a team statistic. I mean, yeah. you got you to make the average. Like Jordan's giving up bad goals. Don't get me wrong. But it's not just him. It's this team. And, yeah. and you're right. The only safe play on this team is bet the over because they take their foot off the pedal. They're not a focused team. They're certainly not. Look, they may have more talent than a team that won a championship. They are not the focused, tough team that, that won a championship in 20. Oh. Close to that. So I, they have a leaky defense. The goaltenders don't make the big save at the big spot. So, yeah, the only safe play on St. Louis right now is betting the over because when they win a game, it's not going to be 3-1. And I think that's what you look at, Zach, at this point with St. Louis. And that's what we saw yesterday. The way we're talking about them, it's like they lost yesterday, but they actually won. That they gave up, 40, <laughs> they gave up forty shots to the Islanders, and it was it was ugly, like you said, DB, from five one to five four, like that. And they had to hang on with with empty netters. Um, when Josh Levo is your best player, and you're not talking about the 2016 Toronto Marlies, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens with the. Uh, with the St. Louis Blues. So uh, let's move into tonight's games. Uh, we've already touched on the Avs or the Colorado Eagles because of how shorthanded they are tonight. The Bruins minus 175 at Colorado plus 145. This line's actually shifted since last night, guys. So it's even more favored towards the Bruins right now. Uh, we talked about all the injuries up front for Colorado and it's been a struggle for them. They've lost three of the last four. They've given up five, four, five, five. Those are the goals per game that they've given up during this slump right now. Boston, I don't even have to mention their record, their recent record, I should say, because they're 23-1. and one. That's really good. So, DB, your thoughts for tonight's game. What are you looking at? Are you looking for any props? What's your, what's your take for tonight? Yeah, one prop. And you mentioned the first part of Colorado's game. Um, I like it. Even though Boston's really good defensively, I like this game over, over the six total at minus 105. I think that's going to be pretty easy because Colorado, and, and through no fault of their own, there's just so many injuries, Zach, on that lineup. I, I got to think this is looking like a 4-3-5-4 game at this point. I mean, Boston's going to score enough, I think, to win the game. I would bite Boston outright, but I really love the over since it's only a six total. Yeah, I'm going combo on this one because um, uh, I agree. I think it's going to hit the over, but I also think Boston's going to take them. So I'm going Boston on the money line and the over in this game at plus 150. I'm going combo on this one. And if I can find the line that has an overshot total for Charles Houdon, because he had seven in his first freaking game back since 2020 when he was with Montreal. He had seven shots in his first game, his debut game with the Colorado Avalanche. If I can find an, a prop that gives me over shots for him, I'm I'm probably going to take that one too. Plugging in Houdon for well, like the fact that Charles Houdon's in the lineup, guys, that, that's why you make the bet yeah. on Boston. I didn't and even he's, know he was on the team. And, yeah, and he's counting on – he got called up again, so he'll be playing tonight. But the, the fact that in his first game, he got seven shots. Like, you get four shots and the coach is like, all right, easy, buddy. Like, pass it off. You got other guys here. No, he had seven. So they're counting on him to at least create something. So if you could find that prop on the over on shots, I'd give it a shot. No pun intended. That was horrible. So the Bruins have uh, obviously been really hot. David Pasternak goals in six of his last seven games. Contract your pasta continues yeah. to just light it up. Uh, second game that we're going to be talking about, the Rangers plus 135 on the road in Vegas, minus 160. And 
The Rangers, we know, we talked about it. Our first episode this year was after they beat the Lightning at home in that season opener. And we were all, you know, the Rangers are, are for real. They're coming off that conference final appearance last year. And now it's just kind of dipped the other way. They've lost five of seven. Igor Shesterkin not playing like Igor Shesterkin. And when that happens and your $8 million captain is not playing like an $8 million defenseman, things aren't going to go exactly right for you, Dave. So your take for tonight's Rangers and Vegas game. I don't like it. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't like this game because like Vegas should win. Rangers are plus money to do it. The Rangers are crap. So because they're facing off against one of the best teams in the league, I, I don't think the Vegas flu is going to come into play here. I think the Rangers are probably going to have a pretty good outburst and, and a pretty good output against Vegas, but Vegas is so powerful that they should win. Like, this is a head-scratcher for me. And right now, I'll be honest, guys, I'm staying off this one. Like, I, I know we're talking about it, um, but I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant because I just don't know. Like, I'm going to hammer some of the other games, definitely. But, like, this is a, this is a should win for Vegas. But because the – like, I don't know like, – these types of teams, there's a lot of talent on these teams. They've got the goaltending, the D, the, the forward core up front. But when they hit this lull, out of nowhere, they just come out with a big victory against a top-tier team that they have no business beating in this stretch. And I'm wondering if that's going to happen tonight. But Vegas is so freaking good that they may be like, all right, you know those those cartoons where the, the little dog's going after the big dog and the, the big dog just holds its head? And the, and the little guy's just swinging and he can't reach. Like, I think that's what, that might be what happens tonight. But I just don't know if that big dog's going to slip and the little guy's going to give him a nice shot. I, I don't know. This one's a confusing one for me, guys. So I'm actually going to respectfully bow out of this game. I'm going to hammer the crap out of the Bruins uh, in, in that game. But I, DB, I'm curious as to what you're thinking tonight. Five-minute explanation on how you're not going to bet on the game. That's great. Um, no, I like the Rangers, actually. <laughs> I like the Rangers on the I like the Rangers on the puck line minus one. I'm so confused with the stand game. Yeah, I know it took you five minutes to get it out. Uh, <laughs> it, it's the first home game after a road trip, so that yep. there's part of it. Where teams aren't ready to go, the Rangers found a way to win in their last game. Uh, they're not playing great, and you're right about Sisterkin. Hey, Zach, here's the deal: when he's not a 940 save percentage guy, all of a sudden the team doesn't win as many games. Wow, what a shock! Like that's what this team is right now. So, so if you're betting on the Rangers like I am, you're saying that their best players are going to play great. You, you're going to think you're going to get production from Zach, Zabanajad, Breadman, Kreider, um, at Fox, and Sisterkin. That's what I'm betting on. And Vegas is going to exhale after they did nice on the road trip. They bookended with another shootout one the other night. They beat. They, they snapped Boston streak. I think that first home game after a road trip. I think I like the Rangers here as an opportunity to win the game outright. I do like them on the puck line at minus one seventy five. And just to just to quickly jump, like if you're going smart, bets, oh, more more explanations about if you're, you're going, going smart bets the on the money line, the Rangers are plus money. They're plus one twenty five on this one. So if you're basing it off that, if I am leaning in one direction, I'm probably going that route. And actually, the Rangers' road record is better than their home record, and then Vegas' oh. road record is better than their home record. So. Yeah. It's weird, right? You, you could totally see something like that. The Rangers plus money, good opportunity. And they yeah. changed their lines in the third period the other day. They had Lafreniere up on the top line. He had a couple points with Mika. and uh, But Logan Thompson on the other side has been good. So I see where you're coming from, Dave. It might be kind of a tough game to feel out how it's going to go. But 
an interesting one nonetheless with two of the better teams in the oh, league yeah. on paper. Third game that we're going to talk about, and again, this is a third one that we think goals, goals, goals. I'm pretty sure all three of us, Minnesota and Calgary. We've got Kirill Kaprizov right. coming in on that 12-game point streak, but it's Flurry versus maybe Markstrom, who hasn't been good. Both goalies have been struggling. So, Dave, do you like the over in this game? Or are you looking at anything specific? What's your feel for this one? This one's easy for me. I'm going over, and I'm going Minnesota on the money line because they're plus money. They're another plus 125. In, in this one, I like how they've been playing lately. I like Kaprizov um, and how he's been kind of riding the offense for this team, and, and I think he keeps his streak alive too. Um, but I'm going with the over in this one. I'm going mini on the money line. Nice and simple, DB. Yeah, uh, Calgary's been one of the most um, disappointing teams for me. Like, they're out of a playoff spot right now. And any chance to bet against my old buddy, Daryl Sutter, I'm going to take a shot at that. So I'm agreeing <laughs> with you, Dave. I like Minnesota on the money line tonight. No props on this, but I do like Minnesota to find a way to saddle don't win this game. Calgary's been giving up a lot of goals, but they are getting hot. I'm interested to see if Kadri, Lindholm, Huberto, those guys stay hot. Again, Flurry hasn't been very hot. So uh, an interesting game, but I think all three of us are, are in agreement that this game could go over six and a half. Um, so that leads us into our best props and best bets segment. So DB, you take it away. Your best props and best bets. Yeah, okay. So uh, the props game is certainly Buffalo-Columbus. I guarantee there'll be a lot of goals. So I'm going to take over six and a half um, total at minus 105. And on top of that, I'm doubling down over a goal and a half in the second period. At my, it, It's a lot of chalk. I mean, a lot of chalk. Minus 260. So that's what I'm do. That's what I'm going to do. And then if you watch Edmonton, their second periods have always been high scoring. So, again, this is going to be a chalk bet. But Arizona-Edmonton, over a goal and a half in the second period as well. It's pricey. It's minus 230. But if you look at the trends of these, these four teams – they score a lot. They score a lot in the second period as well. Yeah, I'm with you on on the, the Columbus game. I'm going the over in that one as well. Um, I just think that's this is a game we'll see. We'll certainly see a lot of goals, you know, in this one with the uncertain with the goaltending all over the place, you know, for for really both of these, um, you know, both of the clubs how Buffalo's been playing this at. I from a prop perspective, I was going to go Tage Thompson. But we've talked about this before. He gets bursts, like four or five games, and then he cools off for a game or two. Then he goes back. He's already four straight or five straight. So I'm going to wait on that one. I'm going to take off him. But I am going with a Patrick Line, anytime goal tonight, plus 140 against Buffalo. Like, I'm, I'm liking that one. My other one for me, I'm going to the uh, Arizona-Edmonton game, but I'm sticking with the props on this one. And I'm going Jacob Chikrin. Over three and a half shots tonight. It's even money plus 100. But you look at the trend, you look at how he's been going the last few games. His last five, he's three, four, three, four, four in shots. So I think he's going to keep that going, especially against Edmonton um, tonight. I, I just, yeah. So I'm, I'm going with that one. Chikrin trying to up his trade value. I think he's going to pop in about four shots plus tonight. And then in the other game, Patrick Liney, anytime goal for me. Could be an auspicious game for Jacob Chikrin and his future building. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Well, we saw Patrick Kane put up like three points in MSG, and to me, the, my first thought as as this trade junkie that I want to see this for the, my absolute first thought was like, okay, that's an audition. He's going on PP one. He's being traded to the Rangers. Whatever, whatever. Um, we'll see if that happens with Chikrin. If if that's even in the back of his mind. 
Oh, um, for me, me. he wants the hell out of there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, I, I, it's a farewell I, tour. That's what it is. It's a right, right. farewell tour. Yeah. So my prop is just a simple over, the over in Calgary and Minnesota, over six and a half. It's minus 115. I think it's pretty good value based on the way both teams have been going. And then I have Bruins over the Avs or the Eagles, whatever. I'd even go as far as going puck line just because, I mean, the Avs have been giving up so many goals lately. The Bruins have been scoring so many lately. Even though they lost in the shootout in Vegas, they had like 43 shots, uh, power plays as well. So just the way those two teams are trending, I just think, Colorado doesn't have enough at this point to take down Boston based on who they're rolling out there. So uh, that's what I'm going with. I think that I'm pretty confident in the Bruins. Last week, the Oilers screwed me. They gave up that insurance goal. Uh, they had a two goal lead. They gave up the, they made, made it a one goal game with like a minute left. Um, so right. I can't trust that team. I'm not even touching that team going forward. Like DB warned me. So imagine me. how the fans at Edmonton feel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jack Jack Campbell, five years left on that deal at five and a half. Or sorry, at five per year. Um, no problem. And we're two months in, so <laughs> exactly hasn't been pretty. No. All right, so that'll do it for this Wednesday edition of Edgework. Check us out on Twitter and also on YouTube. DB Dave Pinota, Zach Bodenstein signing off. We'll see you tomorrow.